I suppose there was a time when the beauty of life and the power to bear it was seen as a gift from our divine creator that would have replaced these fully sentient imaginative beings here on this planet had to be some entity that was greater than us. Is that entity inside, outside, or above us? We may never know, but we do know that there was a time when humanity truly grasped the importance of our life cycle and the depth of our existence. I was never alive to witness this age, but I know it was real. I know it was normal at one point in mankind's history to acknowledge our responsibilities in bringing forth the life that makes this world spin. You see, to understand the magnitude of our life and the souls that power it, we must reframe our outlook. We do not live because the world spins. The world spins because we live. We do not grow because the sun rises. The sun rises because we grow. We do not breathe because the air flows. The air flows because we breathe. We do not advance because the fire burns. Rather, the fire burns because we can advance, because we can move forward, create, imagine, dive into darkness and from darkness bring forth light. From nothing, our souls bring forth something. From hate, we bring forth love. From a barren wasteland, we cultivate crops to feed the human race that lights up our world. From an empty void, the genesis of our creation begins, and it begins with us. We have the power to conceive the only thing ever worth conceiving in our history of this entropic universe, where the world falls apart and chaos ensues, but we push back against the raging tide, we fight against all odds, we fight to keep our bloodline alive, to keep our people safe and our loved ones secure. This history of the world is one of tragedy, and the human race has fought against every challenge that threatens us, together. It is only modern psychological operations on society that have pit races and genders against each other in an attempt to divide and control the human collective consciousness. This divide has grown so large that the opposing sides even have different facts to support their narratives on a subject. The way to truth is not delving deeper into the information and data. Because where does it come from? Can you trust the source? Can you trust what the source thinks, feels, believes? At the end of the day, you can only trust what you and only you believe. After all, we are speaking of molding our entire worldviews around the conclusion of this inspection. The way to truth is found in quite the opposite direction. Not getting closer to information, but further from it. We are at a point in history where society is experiencing information overload and this is clogging our ability to think clearly and effectively. Think of water pipes, internet bandwidth, or highway traffic. There is a point of marginal return, where there is too much of what you want. I believe we have reached that point. Vet the information you find rigorously before adopting it into your belief system. Replace your faulty beliefs after careful analysis, and then keep the best information. Step back now. Zoom out with the fundamental data from this world that you have collected and observe the problem from a grander scope. Now, ask yourself, what is the problem? The problem is that we who stand for the right to kill have already been born. 
The problem is that those responsible for the caring and nurturing of an innocent life are the same individuals who fight for their right to slaughter this same life. Imagine being born and realizing that your mother slaughtered your older sibling, but you only lucked out because you wouldn't inconvenience her current financial situation at the time. The problem is that this illusion of empowerment actually empowers the opposite gender that is intended. It empowers men to be careless and leave, without any responsibility to a partner in their most vulnerable state. It empowers men to pressure women into making a decision in the name of female liberation. What is liberating about your body being used in a political ploy to retain your vote? The most conflicted person is a spiritual guru who still stands for the right to kill, because they do not want to be constrained by any religious doctrine. The problem with these people is that if a war came to their doorstep, they wouldn't know what to fight for besides their immediate family. They would not know what they would die for. Spiritually free is spiritually weak. At the end of the day, this ideological battle will continue with the souls of its people as a prize. In the meantime, many women will alter their endocrine system with medication because it is empowering because it is liberating, because they want to feel in control. They will do this until the day they finally want to turn the switch on. Then, they will realize it is not so easy. They will realize that they cannot play God, and that their reproductive future is now at the mercy of an entity that is out of their tiny human scope. My heart is at peace, but my mind is at war at war with the problems of today, at war with how to find my place between still water and raging fire. How does one appreciate their blessings while suppressing their desire? I feel it's too much to reach out for a hug, but I know it's too little to stay in and just shrug. My mind is at war, but my heart is at peace. At peace with where I'm at and at peace with where I'm going. At peace with what I've done and at peace with what I'm knowing. God bless you. Yes, you. We are reaping what we are sowing.